Hello and happy holidays, everybody. This is Parking Lot Talk, the podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it for a little bit. And sometimes we fight. We, we, we like to fight. Anyway. Um, I, it definitely is. Yeah. My name is Nick and I got my awesome co-host with me here. Say hello, guys. What's up? It's Ethan. Got my What's up? This is right on, guys. So we watched a movie for the holidays. Now... Um, you know, we were, we were sitting here discussing, like, we need to watch a holiday movie. We need to review a holiday movie. And last year we did um, Home Alone, which was hilarious. I loved it. I watched it again this year. And then I listened to our review of it. And I was like, yeah, we did a good job. So this year, episode. it's one of my favorites. It's definitely top tier for me. Um, this year, we watched a movie that I feel like all three of us have seen at one point, but we haven't visited in a while. Was mm. am I right? You guys haven't seen it in a while, right? It'd been years for me. Like I, it's I been about this one year or two. I can't tell. That's it. It's been like almost that. ten years for me. But it's so easy to remember. Like, like genuinely, I could remember so many scenes. I don't. I don't know. We'll talk about it. But I feel like there was a couple pieces that I was like, oh yeah. But then the rest of it, I was like, I don't remember any of this happening. But. I kind of did shut it out of my brain because I was terrified. But anyway, we're going to be talking about 1984's Gremlins. Yeah, good time. Yeah, there it is. Good times. Um, we watched Gremlins, and um, it was definitely a trip. I, I, I could swear I remember this being more of like a, a children's movie or like a family Christmas movie. And rewatching it, I was like, Jesus, this is not for children. This got straight horror at some point. Yeah. Definitely. Ethan, I you said you just finished it? Right right before we got on to record this, I just finished watching it for this review. But I was the same way. I hadn't watched it in a long time, but I remember like laughing at it as a kid because I was like, oh, funny little green guys, you know, smoking cigarettes and shooting guns and like, oh, he did a flash on somebody, but he's just a little alien creature, so there's really nothing. It's a, it's a he flashes somebody? Yeah. It. In the bar. In the bar when the girl... Oh, I can imagine that happening in the bar for sure. Okay. She like reaches down for like a bottle under the bar and he's right there wearing like a big old trench coat. Trench coat. Okay. Classic. Classic. Right. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. I remember laughing. Yeah. I was kind of tuning in and out. Um, the movie for me, I think for the most part, was really boring. Um, I think it's just 80s movies in general are just not, not my jam. But this one a lot of the 80s cliches me, me and cover just like talking about it before we started it talks about a lot of the 80s cliches and i it didn't hit for me like there's other 80s movies where these cliches are fine mm-hmm. this one like like the romance like that's that's i don't know maybe that's just a movie cliche but for me like the the two minute romance of this where like okay he's got a girl that he works with she likes him and now they're gonna kiss right before the big fight at the end mm-hmm. it, it added nothing for me i was like okay can we get to the end mm-hmm there's just little cliches like that. And the fact that this kid is like ready to just fight little green demons and no, no conflict for him. He's just ready to go, go ham with them. Cub, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Cub? Cliches bother you? I like this movie. This movie. Then again, I love a lot of 80s movies. You Especially do. Especially so- for these cliches. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, am I right in thinking that john hughes had a had a hand in this no no not john hughes christopher columbus is what it was he was christopher I columbus wrote know. it 
Yes. Yeah, Chris Columbus he directed wrote it. this one. No, no, no. Uh, Joe Dante directed it. Er, Chris Columbus wrote uh, it. Then, then he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Because what was the three like '80s movies? Goonies, Gremlins, Young Sherlock Holmes are the three. Big Chris movies. Columbus. Yes. He did Home Alone, um, Black Adam. No, that's another silly movie. Mm-hmm. Still, still in the brain. Um, no, yeah, he he definitely did a bunch of stuff too. But um, if I so I was looking up some some like trivia and some stuff on it, and so apparently Chris Columbus wrote this script um, with no intention of this actually being like made into anything. Just kind of proving like, hey, I can actually. Um, write a movie like here's the steps of like a movie here I, I can write one and they presented it to Steven Spielberg um, and he loved it so much that he bought the the script and was like all right let's turn it into a movie very cool very cool you guys don't sound as as um no that excited about that that's fine don't worry about it no no it's good, it's good. I, well, I, it's, I mean yeah, it's Spielberg in the 80s I think just naturally assume this is Spielberg he had a hand in every, almost everything. In, in everything then, yeah. Yeah, definitely sure. prime time in the 80s. Um, cool. I, uh, let's talk about here the... Actually, just real quick then, because we'll dive into like the, the silliness of it, because it was, again, terrifying, but fun, quote-unquote. Um, you guys said... Cubby, you said you really liked it. Ethan, you said that um, it was all right. On a scale of 1 to 10... Where would you put this in, like, your Christmas catalog? Oh, as a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. It's not very Christmassy. Or, like, not, mm-hmm. let's just say uh, more of like a, like a holiday movie. Like, where would you put this on your watch list for, like, a holiday movie? So, like, um, for example, like, when holidays come rolling around, remember how we did, like, the, the summer movies? Um, yeah. Like, holiday movies, like, must-watches. Um, so, like, for Christmas movies for me, like, some of my heavy hitters, I have to watch, um, like, The Grinch. Elf, Home Alone, right? I hate Christmas stuff, but those three for me, I love. Where would you guys put this on a list of, like, holiday movies? It's not a must-watch for me. Right. Not a must-watch, no. Okay, okay. It, it doesn't have, like, you could take Christmas out of this and it's still the same story. It could be the kid's birthday and it's still the same story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, guess you're right. I mean, I mean, you could do that with a lot of Christmas movies, though. Yeah, you can it, definitely it, do that with Die Hard. It's a wonderful life is this is the same thing. He still tries to see him, tries to kill himself. Sees a flashback of his life, learns his life isn't isn't that bad, and then he's happy about it at the end. Hmm. There's some, there's some Christmas movies you can't though, and I, I guess that's a fair point because like I remember someone saying, "The Dark Knight." I, this this might have been you, maybe maybe not, but someone probably. Like, I, I tend to contradict myself a lot. The, the Dark Knight, they said to me, was is not a good Batman movie because you could take everything about Batman out of it and it's just a regular movie. You could, you could take Batman. And I was like, it, it's, it's kind of like you guys said. You could do that for a lot of movies. You could say that. And it's not a valid reason to maybe criticize it. But there are some Christmas movies like The Grinch. Like, you, you can't really take that. That is a pivotal point of it. But, but this, it's like. How The Grinch stole Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't, man. <laughs> Dr. Seuss couldn't make that rhyme as easy. How the Grinch stole Easter, maybe, that might maybe. Be nice. But then it would just be like if he took the eggs, then all the kids would still just be looking for eggs, and I mean they'd get bored after a while. But if they really love Easter, they'd still be going for it. I feel like you need something to steal that isn't already hidden. So Christmas, it is, huh? Yeah, okay. you should go into producing, man. 
You got some ideas. They're making a Grinch, one spinoff. They're making a Grinch horror movie. I feel like you could do the same thing here. I like, saw like, that, and I think it's um, it's like a it's like a fan film, right? It's not. Like yeah, an actual it's studio. a fan film. It's like the Winnie the Pooh one they're making right now, where like Grinch yeah, yeah, leaves and Pooh Bear's like pissed, so he's gonna go on a killing spree. Jesus, um, that sounds fun. I'm actually excited to see those things. All right, hey, you gotta I make a see it. The yeah. Grinch Thanksgiving, and then the Gremlin during Easter. Yeah, the Grinch too. How he stole Thanksgiving and didn't learn his lesson. Um, and then Gremlins four. They came back and murdered everybody. Speaking of murdering, three? no, they they already have three. No, really? Yes. Do you not look at things. Well, there's know. only I, two Gremlins. No, there's the three. third one's coming. No, it's I know it's three right here. Gremlins three, two thousand twenty-three. I, I gotcha. Um, so, what so the hell? Go. Did you guys see the second one? I never saw the second one. I've never seen it. Oh, I know it's no. one of those sequels that it's either like love it or hate or hate it. I did see the second one, but it must have been like bits and pieces. Um, and again, years and years ago, because I do remember that one turns into like a bat or something. Oh, I do recall that. And they were a lot more goofy looking, like all. And there was one that was like Gizmo's friend, who was like a dopey looking dude um his eyes would roll around all the time but i'm looking at like pictures of it now and this looks horrible i remember the one gremlin that has glasses and like a, a suit and he's like a therapist or something or a talk show host ew i remember that yeah that seems silly um not fun i hope they don't bring this back i know it says they're gonna do a third one i hope they I don't do love the the Actually, I don't know. Would these count as animatronics or puppets? What What was it? I don't know the behind the scenes. I of this think one. they're puppets. Yeah, they're but little puppet dudes. I do enjoy it. Like they were really impressive watching them. Like even the first the jump scare when it um pops out of the cabinet in like the nurse's office in the in the school. Like it's an impressive little figure, and it is menacing. When I, I, there was even a part that impressed me when around the final fight when I forget his name already, like Billy or whatever the main the kid's name is when he's walking yeah. through the superstore and uh stripe the main gremlin baddie he like looks over and he out, out from the plushies that he was hiding in and the eyebrow movements and the face and like the upper lip showing his teeth it, it's an impressive little puppet i actually do appreciate just the work and in, in they put into those i will say yeah i think that the uh the animatronics and like that looks really fun i mean again 80s when they were doing stuff like this, it, it, it felt, it felt fun. Um, because it was like practical effects, same thing like with star Wars, you know, like <laughs> looking at it now, you're just like, mm, that looks kind of silly. Like that's definitely a puppet, but it, I feel like it's, it adds a layer of like fun for me. And like, maybe just nostalgic looking at it now, like that's how shit was done. You know? Did any of you guys, Oh, I get your text now, Nick. What? The Back to the Future thing. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now you got to explain it for the fans here. So. No, no one knows. Secrets. Don't, it's no, the first her. piece of trivia. Yeah, give it to him. Give it to him. Tell okay. Him. So the town or the set used for the town of this movie was the same set used for, used for Back to the Future. So Back to the Future is Hill Valley. Or uh, Gremlin's town is Hill Valley. Wow, I didn't know that actually. That's really yeah, because cool. it's the same like square kind of city it was like plaza. Kings something, Kings Kingston Falls or whatever yeah. this place was called. Hey, um, 
recycle, reuse. Yeah, recycle. That's definitely good. Um, so let's then talk because I mean I don't even know. Let's talk about the uh, the monsters. Okay, so hang on. What yeah, a weird yeah, little so... what a weird little premise. This movie. Okay, so um, the dad is an inventor. He's coming back from like, and I don't know where was he coming from originally? Another convention or something? Man. He's just a, a guy in Chinatown. He's in, yeah, so he's walking around, white man in Chinatown, up to no good. Um, he goes to this little shop, and it's like antiques and little tchotchkes and knickknacks and all sorts of things. And he's like, oh wow! He finds a little mogwai, the little the little gizmo, right? He sees the little thing, and the 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 store owner's like, no, I can't sell you this. Too much responsibility. You're crazy. You'll kill everybody. And he's like, no, I want it. And so the little kid takes the little kid that that is like the shop owner's grandson or something takes the little mogwai sells it to the old man or to the to the main guy the white guy and it's like cool get out of here here's the rules so what are the rules ethan uh you can't let it be in bright light it hates bright light he gives okay. it gives him a little mogwai teddy bear says no bright lights especially sunlight because it'll kill it mm-hmm. uh don't get it wet because doesn't even say what will happen. Just says, don't give it any water. Don't, you know, animal cruelty. We're not going to give it any water. It can die of thirst. And then, uh, oh man, I'm forgetting it now. Oh, don't feed it after midnight. Right. So here's a couple things. Why would this little shit tell this man, like, the don'ts, but not, like, the whys? Like, hey, uh, he tells him, like, they mentioned that sunlight will kill it, but he doesn't say, like, if you get it wet, It'll multiply, right? Um, and he doesn't mention, like, if it eats past midnight, it turns into a monster. Like, I feel like that'd be really important information to, to relay. Um, I, I have a good you, reason. Tell me. Because he's trying to sell it. I mean, yeah, he's trying to sell it. I mean, he, it's $200. Like, I'm not going to sell you a car and say, hey, yeah, it's a great car. But if you go over 50 miles per hour, it's going to, like, literally blow up. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you if I'm if I'm desperate to get because the, the kid even says we need the money. Forget what's going on. Well, then the dad should have asked that because I mean they tell him. So it's like going to a dealership and he's like, because he tells him what not to do. So if the dealership he says, hey, don't go over fifty miles an hour, and also don't look in the trunk, and then <laughs> you're like, all right, cool. The and then dad? you tell your you get the car for your son. You tell your son, hey, I bought you this car for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Couple rules though. One, make sure you fill it up every time you come home. Um, and then two, uh, don't go over 50 speeding's probably bad. And three, whatever you do, do not absolutely do not look in the trunk. Well, why dad? I don't know. That's what the guy at the dealership told me. Did you ask him why? I didn't. I saw the deal of a lifetime. It's red. It's a red car. It's really neat. There you go. Dad asks a lot of questions, man. I mean, he made him. Dad sucks in this movie. He's a waste of a person. Honestly, he's like. So I was watching this and I was like, this guy must have owed somebody a favor or something. <laughs> or he's, 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 he's terrible. He cannot act for shit. And his and inventions he, suck. His inventions are ass. And I get his it. It's like the quirkiness of it. But I wish he was like more zany than if he's going to be an inventor with like shit um, he, inventions. He should have been like a, like, like a duck. Doc a dog, yeah, he's, or like like a like a Rick Moranis type or something like that. Something that like is is more kooky and zany and has like this energy of like like whoa, I'm still trying to make these inventions. Oh darn, they don't work. But maybe he's, he's like a, maybe he's a young Doc Brown, and like this is how he becomes a disgraced scientist. 
Oh, he's a disgrace, yeah. all right, but I don't. He's definitely not a scientist. Um, but yeah, I thought it was funny too. He's like, he's like, I want this. He's like, I can't sell it. She goes, that's two hundred dollars right there. I was like, I get it. In the eighties, that might have been a little bit. I, I don't know, but two hundred dollars for this little like exotic creature that you just stumbled upon here. Yeah. I feel like if if you were gonna try to like give me this animal, you got to drop a grand at minimum. No, I carry that around Chinatown. I got a grand right in my pocket. He's an inventor. He's probably, I don't know. He was trying to peddle this dumb shit too. He goes in there to this little, like all these antiques, and he's like, hey, do you want to buy this freaking um, toothpaste, freaking uh, like bathroom Swiss Army knife? The bathroom buddy. The bathroom buddy that shoots stuff all over him? What a loser. His dad sucks. That's how you really feel, man. You hate all 80s movies. I, I, I do not. Like a lot of them. That is correct. I dislike many 80s movies. Um, so that's fun. What can um, I ask? Do you have a scene that you like or do you have a favorite part? Um, in this movie? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say in Die Hard maybe. No. Uh, in this movie, I think it was funny. No, I don't remember. Oh, when she was taking the picture? No. No? No, I don't. I think it was funny when the dog jumped up off the counter, out of the counter from, uh, to like yell at that lady. That was great. Yeah. And he literally bite her arm and he says, no, I promise he wouldn't hurt anybody while it was just mangling on her arm. Oh, <laughs> there was, so the, the scene where she's, uh, she's walking into the, okay. So there's this, there's this woman, her name's like Miss Dredgel, Deagle, Miss Deagle. Thank you. Miss Deagle. And she's like the, the, the town bitch or something. And everybody hates her. Um, so she's a total bitch, and she's like walking into the bank, and like this family comes up. Please, Miss Deagle, can you ask for an extension on like our rent? And she's like, "No, go fuck yourself." I'm like, she goes, "I'm like the bank. I want money, and I don't want to support deadbeats." And I was so, like, "Jesus Christ!" So what gets me with that scene is later on, or like right after that conversation, she walks in the bank. The mom walks to grab her kids, and the girl goes, "I'm hungry." And the mom yeah. goes, me too. It's like the most melodramatic <laughs> shit yeah. ever. Yeah. So wait, in that scene too, that same scene right there, she goes, please, it's Christmas. She goes, well, then I guess you'll know what to ask Santa for. I was like, fucking roast this family yeah. here. Jesus. And then, yeah, I'm she's hungry. like, I'm hungry. <laughs> they lay a cherry on top because then just a few seconds later, she's threatening to literally kill a dog slowly. If he doesn't, if he doesn't give him... Give her the dog so she can go put it down. She's just going to grab it and kill it slowly. She's evil. She's like, I'll put it in my dryer on high heat. And then the ne- guy next door like, yeah, that'll, that'll fucking do it. That'll kill the dog. You know what um, I love though, is when the gremlins show up at her house later on? She's like, oh. they've come for me. I'm not ready. They're <laughs> like the demons. Uh, That's so funny. Um, but I guess kind of coming back to like what this movie's all about is that like, you know, the dad gets the little gizmo for his son as like a present and of course shit happens where gizmo gets water on him like immediately because mouth from the goonies is here and spills water on him and then it multiplies into like six or seven other little little mogwais and then um they're down the, like later on fucking the little shits eat after midnight which how when are they supposed to eat then because after midnight is is technically every second they have to go to bed my, my, my best guess they have to go to bed and then wake up so if they wake up at 1 a.m that's fine as long as they went to bed before midnight and woke up after midnight 
It doesn't make sense. I would it's feel made like fun of in Gremlins, Gremlins is, too. Because uh, yeah. I would, I would imagine to me after midnight means like one a.m., two a.m., three a.m. But like I think five a.m. feels like a, technically the start of a new day. In my that's it's that's how it is midnight. for me. Well, yeah, but I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point do they have to eat breakfast at like nine a.m.? What time? What time are they able to eat? Because we know the cutoff is midnight. And also, how does that work with time zones? If they were in China, um, <laughs> if it's it, an American Mogwai and he's in China, well, because I mean, if you got if the, the, the Mogwai came from China, we can assume because the shop owner was Chinese from Chinatown or in Chinatown um, district, or whatever. Um, so I imagine he brought this little critter over, and he. So is it like going off of Chinese midnight? Does it go off of American midnight? If you're on the East Coast midnight, like if you're on East Coast, can you move over to California and like eat at what would that be like? Nine. Seven o'clock? Nine o'clock? Nine o'clock? Nick, yeah. Nick, I, I feel like you wanted the director of this to go as detailed as James Cameron went for Avatar. Like you wanted a whole language made out of this. I stuff. wanted I wanted the rules to be to be explained, not just like this one, two, three, there you go. Like there's a little mm, Red flag here. Um, I'm going to need to have a little more details on this. So just a way in. The director is quoted as saying, I don't know how this movie was successful. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> it did really good, though. So it made, I think it said, about $11 million on its first weekend. Um, but then, like, over 148 about $150 million, um, in its overall theater run. And then you know what else? They actually... Um, re-released it again in theaters to help boost up those numbers. Um, so kind of like what Morbius was trying to do. Morbius probably saw the success that this movie had and was like, oh, fuck it. We'll do that. We'll, we'll definitely make it with that. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. I, uh, those little critter stuff they could do it. They don't even have CGI. They don't even have Michael Morbius. Okay, um, so this movie did give me a if someone went and made this like into an actual serious horror movie, like maybe some CGI, because like the Gremlins do, it won't take weird. much. But but one of the ideas was like so around the end when the dad is coming into town, um, he's driving in, the radio's playing with the one radio show host of the whole town, whatever. Um, the guy is mentioning how the Marines are outside the city making their way in, and any rampagers they see, they're gonna hose them down with the fire hoses. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's kind of like a do or die thing because, you know, they do that and now the army just multiplies and multiplies. And that, I, I, it's like, I don't know, I could just see oh, this like, during the day. Funny. They have to, it, it, it reminds me of I Am Legend. During the day, you're free to walk about in the sunlight, but at night, the gremlins come out or, you know, the monsters come out, just like in I Am Legend. That's right. So um, during the movie, when the, uh, the little critters eat the chicken after midnight or whatever, they become evil, right? Or they turn into like the green monsters that you see, and so they, they become, become evil. gremlins. Gremlins. You're right. That's oh my god. That's where yeah. the that's the name of the movie. That's great. Um, really knew they were called gremlins when he, no one had told him. Well, so Mogwai. It says here it's like translated into like so demon or they gremlin. call them them gremlins. They don't. They kind of made made that name up because you have the crazy old guy who talks about gremlins like the. Uh, Oh, the that little, guy was... the little like elves that are there that like cause trouble. 
Whenever yeah, yeah, yeah. something goes wrong, because of gremlins. And Billy knows where these things came from. And but that was just like a drunk guy at the bar talking about a little. Uh, he didn't give any description. He just said little creatures. And then he sees the Mogwais turning into little monsters, and he's like, and she asks, "What are they?" They're gremlins. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like the the drunk guy kind of described what something would be, and so like I guess that's the most apt description. And so anyway, so they turn into gremlins, yeah, and then um, the uh, fucking Stripe, who's the main gremlin monster villain, he dumps a bunch of them into a pool at the YMCA, and they become a mob of them. Right, and then they're just taking over this town, and so yeah, with the uh, with like the National Guard or the army or whoever else they were they were trying to come out there. I remember them saying they're armed with fire hoses. I was like, or get a gun. Do anything? I mean, yeah, there's definitely like um, like back in the in the civil rights days, they were hosing people down with like super intense shit. And so yeah, that'll that'll do stuff that'll probably make them fly away, but they're coming back full force. Fire hoses, yeah, they they there's they're still used, and they um for for riots and stuff, yeah, they they bruise you, they'll throw you across the concrete. Nice, not, nice, not, I love it. So getting back to what I was saying, I have two scenes I like in this movie. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that. One is when they send the uh, the old lady up the stair chair, <laughs> like out the window. Mm-hmm. Is great, and then one thing I find just darkly hilarious. Is when Phoebe Cates tells her story of why she hates Christmas. Dude, that was wild. I felt like it came out of nowhere. It I remember comes she got- out of nowhere. And it's so funny. She says it- like, like, oh, um, like my whole family Christmas. died. She's like, the Christmas is the worst time of year. She goes, Some some people are so depressed. She goes, Some people open up gifts, other people are opening up their wrists. And I was like, hold the fuck on. I was like, what? <laughs> that escalated quickly. That, yeah, that jumped so fast. And then, Cubby, tell, explain the story of, like, what happened. Why oh. did she hate Christmas? Oh, was that me? I, I, I don't have that memorized. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I didn't you, hear you just saw it. Ethan, so, you just saw it then. I heard Ethan. So, so um, yeah, like, through the movie, like, like Nick was saying, she's, like, saying she hates Christmas because for some people it's terrible and this. And, and then, like, after she's just getting attacked by the gremlins, they're in some store. And she's, like, now I have another reason to hate Christmas. So the whole story is they day before Christmas, dad went to work, didn't come home, doesn't come home the day of Christmas. Five days later, still isn't home. She's starting a fire, but then she smells something at the fireplace and it smells horrid. They call the firemen. They come over and break in, like cut right through the wall to break through to see what it is. They thought the fireman was going to pull out a dead raccoon or something. And the fireman pulls out, it, it's her dad in a Santa Claus in costume with a bunch of presents in his arms. He was going to go down the chimney, you know, coming home Christmas Eve night from work, he was going to go in a Santa Claus outfit to surprise his family. And he snapped his neck and died instantly on the way down. That's the whole story. I don't that know why you was wild. That, That's dark. That's a dark part of the story. Like that's a, that's like a realistic accident you would hear someone tell you and then you're just like silent after you have no idea what to say dude no that was that was like so crazy i was like what the fuck and she said like this happened at like when she was like nine years old or something like that she was a kid when this shit happened that's why that's when she found out santa what didn't exist yeah yeah that's also what you find out santa wasn't real that's so crazy. That's a double, double whammy. Like a double whammy. I gotta tell you guys, Kaylee refused to watch this movie with me because her 
aunt told her she got nightmares from watching this movie. So she, Kaylee doesn't do horror movies. I just told that whole story and it's the perfect moment for her to walk in right when she did. She just, Dude, was she there when you said that story? She just, right she's sitting. She's she's like standing across the room. She heard that whole story. She hates that. She's over here, just like shake, like shaking, like. Oh. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> what is this? We're all we're talking about the great family holiday movie Gremlins. What? So it hey, it's so because I of this movie and Temple of Doom that really pushed for the PG thirteen rating. That's right. This movie actually kind of like kickstarted the whole like PG thirteen because it was it was too scary and too much for a PG rating, but not quite not enough. enough for our R rating. So they are. There's no yeah. no F bombs, no nudity, no drugs, yeah. no. Uh, there's nudity. That one gremlin, he he uh, flashes her. That's, that's right. That's right. He does. And there's no. Uh, was it Phoebe Cates? Right. Yeah, Phoebe Cates. No Phoebe Cates nudity, sadly. Oh, oh, um, you're talking about Fast Times. Yeah, I'll have to go back to that one. Let's revisit that one later. Um, That's an iconic scene. Yeah, because she was a babe back then, man. I tell you. She um, was. But, um, no, so this movie, like I said, it terrified me when I was younger. Um, and it's actually one of the reasons why I don't like Christmas songs. The uh, That do you hear what I hear? That, that song, one's creepy anyways. Even now, even hearing it now creeps me out. And it's because the scene. So the mom is in the house. What is she doing? She's like cooking or making food or something like that. And then cookies, man. making cookies. Okay. <laughs> was she? I wasn't paying attention, honestly. I was working. Yeah, she, was she's in the it. kitchen. Okay, she's in the kitchen. Um, what is it? Like the power go out or something? The lights start oh, fucking around? She gets a call. Okay. Oh, her, and it's all funky. The kid telling her, get out of the house. That's right. That's right. Mom, get out and of the then house. I, the and then, like, doesn't the phone line go dead? Or yeah, yeah it cuts out right before, line, and then she goes upstairs and sees the eggs. Yeah. Um. Well, then, so then the gremlins are out, like, stalking her, basically, and so the music's playing, and she's just like looking around, and so there's a scene that they cut because it was too much, but she ends up stabbing one of the uh, gremlins. And the gremlin, like, pulls the knife out of his stomach or, like, out of his chest where he got stabbed and, like, tries to go after her again, I guess. And then she, she kills him again, for real. Um, they cut it, but you can see um, behind her, right after she blows up the other one in the microwave, um, it's, like, behind her shoulder on the counter. But she has, like, this can of, like, um, fucking bug spray. And then she, there's one that's going to, like, try to get her. And she sprays him into the, uh, the microwave. And she turns the microwave on, then this fucker just explodes in there. That shit was terrifying for me as a kid. Honestly, she, like, the, this to me is like up there with Ripley from Aliens. Because I love the fact that like she sees a little monster on her counter. Like the first one she kills, she kills with like the blender when it sticks its head in to get some more of the cookie dough. Yeah. And she just, without like, there's a little hesitation, but she's like, okay, it's either me or them. Turns on the blender, stabs mm -hmm. the other one, then the microwave. Like, she's like Ripley with this. She's like, okay, it's me or them. Let's go. Lock and load. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I love but that. I feel like, so that scene really cemented like the, uh, the fear for me of this movie as a kid. Um, and so coming back when I saw that scene, um, I was like, oh shit, it's still just as creepy. For me, it's when that one guy, Here's one of my least favorite parts, but it's also a horrifying part. When the one guy, um, the cops 
they've already talked to Billy. They don't believe him, but they're getting all these calls. They just saw Miss Eagle fly through the freaking window. And now they got the one guy in the front across. And they're like, oh, he's standing over here. Gremlins on top of him, clawing at him, like literally just clawing at him. Yeah. They don't help him. They're like, oh, we should go. I want to go back to the station. I was like, these cops suck. This guy's real. dying in front of you. He's like, help me, help me. He's getting his ass eaten, basically. It's not like he's a mile away. He's hitting on the cop's window. Yeah. Help me. Nah, so a cool uh, kind of personal story I just want to share. So in this movie, I'm trying to think where at. So Billy, the main kid, tells Corey Feldman that he bought this comic at Dr. Fantasy's. The comic book store I would go to that became like my home comic book store right during my like my golden age like when I was really really into comics was called Dr. Fantasies named specifically f- from this movie. Whoa, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. What, what, wait, what's Dr. Fantasies in this movie? So just it's, it's it. just a comic it's a comic book store in this world. It's not seen, it's mentioned. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Wow. Very I neat. Did, I did notice it's it's a total useless fun fact, but like in Billy's room when he puts uh, Gizmo down, like for this right before the waterfall is on him the first time, like you can see some of the comic books on his uh, uh, on his desk, and like one of them was like a Conan the Barbarian. Uh, it was like old eighties comics that I've actually seen in my dad's collection, like the old like original Marvel Conan Barbarian comics. Uh, I thought that was fun for me. That, that kind of gave it some dating for me. Um, I thought it was weird that the gremlins were able to get so many guns that fit their little hands. <laughs> Is that interesting to you guys? I feel like I was like, where the fuck are they getting these guns? I can, are- I can imagine there's a gun store in this little town. That makes sense to me. But y'all went in there, broke in, and took like all of their little, little guns that are tiny for your hands? Seems weird. Maybe they shop in the women's section. I don't know. There's pretty tiny guns over there. There's also men with tiny hands too, so let's let's uh let's keep it together here, guys. Hey, but I'm just saying. they probably went to the little gremlin section. More I like know. Hey, you know the I little gremlins. Yeah, uh, one of them like try to shoot a pump action shotgun and do the whole you know the classic shoots it, blasts him back into the wall. Wait, did they do that, or you wanted to see that? I wanted to see that. That'd been great. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I was I was like trying to like watch this and work at the same time. So I was watching, I, I got some key points and everything and I was listening to it, everything that was happening. It, but the same just, like, it was, I don't know. Like I said, it, it was just 80s movies just don't hit for me the way they do for you, Cub. Like the dialogue is silly. The, there's a scene where like the, uh, the teacher. So, so Billy, uh, who's our main character, he takes one of the, um, the new like egg sack, so once they get eat eat uh, food yeah. after midnight, they turn into an egg sac uh, to like metamorphosize. And then he takes one of these egg sacs to the high school teacher, high school science teacher, because classic. Oh, I'll run some tests. Like, okay, Mister High School Science Teacher, they're gonna cut your funding next week. Shut up. They did the same thing in Spider Man Three. But yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, fucking Corey Feldman's in there, and he's like, oh. Mr. Teacher, Mr. Teacher. And he's like, get out of here. I got to go check this out. It's hatching. Move. It just, there's something about like the audio when with 80s movies, it doesn't feel like it lines up. It sounds like ADR. Like they, like they did it afterwards or something. And it just throws me off all the time. 
I don't so, like it. I thought you were going to go somewhere completely different. I thought you were oh. just talking about how it's kind of silly that he he brings it to the teacher and the teacher's just like, oh, you essentially just brought me like this alien looking thing. I'm just going to yes. sit here and study it instead of, I have no idea what I'm doing with this. I should get this to someone who does or get this to the government or something. No, I, I feel like that's definitely uh, fucking stupid, and I feel like we kind of figure that, and so I was coming yeah, up with something different, but yes, oh, yes yeah, it's well, crazy. Because that's what I was getting, getting to with Spider-Man 3, they do the same thing with the symbiote. He takes yeah. it to his teacher, his uh, college what? professor, and he's like, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it on you. It seems alien. It's a college professor, though, so I kind of trust that a little bit more than like a high school teacher, high school science yeah. teacher. And, no, and he's I, a, no, I'm he's just a saying. Full, he's a full-on like, doctor. Dr. Connors is also working with Dr. Octavius and like the movie before that, like dealing with like a whole entire man-made son. So like there's some level of credibility, I guess, me with those. You don't have to dispense Spider-Man 3 in, in this episode. No, it's man. okay. It will get time to shit on that movie. But, but with this one, I don't know. I, I can't wait. Personally, I could see it being realistic in the fact that it's a small town. He's, he's a small town kid. And the only person he knows that's any bit scientific is literally his. Like, oh, I don't know. This is, seems like a science he thing. He should well, take it to his dad, the inventor. I, I mean, I, Ethan, that's a good point, actually. I didn't even think about that. Small town. He probably should have just shot it. At least Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's what old people in small towns do. Anything yep. moves in the night. Anything that's, anything that's different, shoot it. <laughs> I think if a green little, like, three-foot person comes running at you that's green with giant ears and sharp teeth you don't ask questions trying you to sharp teeth trying to eat you I don't with know, like I three fingers on each hand they can like just come like a they just look threatening and especially okay. the one with the mohawk okay, he's getting so, a boot right quick question for you guys actually so i had this thought while watching it um so after the first batch of Mo- mogwais are born out of gizmo and stripes one of them like Billy mentions, like these ones are kind of different from Gizmo, and I think the one with the stripe on his head is is the leader. So like yes. they all immediately act mischievous. Like obviously they're the one that tried strangling up the dog, but it's more so Stripe because like when Billy wakes up in the middle of the night to find out what's wrong with the dog, Stripe's the one that wakes up with a devious smile. But then later on, when Billy takes one of them to the science doctor, the science teacher makes a copy just by dropping the one drop of water. The doctor. Or the doctor, the teacher, he keeps one of them. And that one seems like really sweet and friendly up to the point of where he pricks him in the arm and tries taking blood from the Mogwai. So like, just, just question of your guys' curiosity, not that there's a lot of lore built up around this movie, but like, do you think the Mogwais that came from Gizmo, like, do you think the multiples, obviously the ones that come from Stripe, they are born gremlins, so they're obviously mischievous right from the bat, but like the Mogwais, do you think like they're... If they're not Gizmo, they're immediately evil, or it's just they were led by Stripe, so they slowly became evil. Because I feel like the one that was separated from the rest only became evil because he got to become the Gremlin. I think it's one of those where I don't think they slowly became evil. I think you're born on this planet, brand new. You have one guy telling you, or there's two people, one good, one bad. If the good guy doesn't come to you and tell you what to do, but the bad guy does, you're like, well, this person's telling me what to do. I'm going to listen to them. I don't know they're good or bad. So I think Stripe was just there when they hatched. And they just chose him. Here's my thoughts. All right. You ready for this? So get this. Um, I think 
that little gizmo was probably a little shit when he was first around, but because he was with the um, the the grandpa, the the little uh, Chinese man at the Chinese store, the little antique store there, he probably trained him. You know, I mean, it didn't seem like they t- it takes long to train them or anything like that. They kind of pick things up pretty quickly. They're basically sentient beings. Um, so being around that environment, maybe little gizmo was chill, and then Stripe and his gang were like the first ones. And so maybe they're just like little mischievous right off the jump. And then because he got pricked, he was like, oh, this motherfucker's dead now. I'm going to kill him. Or you'd think like maybe Gizmo was mischievous too until he was like trained. I think they were, you know, like wild animals, you know, maybe not mischievous so much, but like they're wild. You know, they're crazy. But um, because the, the, the guy was able to like tame him and hey, hey, little Gizmo, now we're friends. And Gizmo's like, yeah, we are friends because I understand what's happening. Um, and then the other one didn't have that opportunity. The one that got um, cloned basically right at the, the, the school or whatever, he didn't get that opportunity to be like, oh, hey, are we friends? You locked me in a box and then you stabbed me. What about That's that? a really good point. Really good points all around. Everybody, round of applause for all of us, guys. We're doing a great job. What did, what did you guys think of uh, – so right at the end, I was really thrown off because the, the Chinese guy shows up. And he's like, you guys did exactly what all humanity does to nature's gifts. You don't understand them or something like – like pretty much saying like they didn't understand the Mogwai, so this is all your fault. And granted, like really didn't follow the rules. But in 80s fashion, like granted, like he's watching his pet scream in pain from getting water poured on him and he does nothing. But in 80s fashion, everything that happened was an accident or, you know, the, the mischievous of – stripe in the other mogwais that caused it like t- pulling out the alarm clock so like billy didn't technically do anything wrong no his dad did his dad did but like the guy's like you got you don't understand nature's gifts that's why you're not ready for the mogwai it, what the hell is the mogwai good for like like he's acting like the mogwai is the cure to the cancer or something like i i, I don't know what, what what this guy's whole preaching well pre- it it's a lot of responsibility you abuse yeah. it look what happens same thing like with a dog. It's a lot of responsibility. If you abuse it, look what happens. Not to get dark here, Nick, but if I don't like, if I, oh, feed, my no. midnight, if I feed my dog after midnight, he might get the squirts, but he's not going to go kill the town. Right, but that's the rules. You, 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 you know that like um, the rules for like dogs, you don't give them chocolate, you don't give them grapes, right? And uh, just a couple other things because they will. Yeah, you can't give them grapes. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't fucking do that. Don't ever really? give your dog grapes. Really? I didn't know that. Are you serious? I no, I, I knew the chocolate thing. I didn't know grapes. I really didn't know grapes. I can't tell. You guys aren't fucking with me? <laughs> I knew. I'm okay. fucking with you. Okay. Ethan. Ethan. Don't, don't you have a dog? Yeah. <laughs> Several. Okay. Go. Do you feed it human food ever? I feed it carrots. Okay. Totally acceptable. They love carrots. Right. Um, I do love carrots. If you ever decide to like give them any human food, please Google that shit first. Because <laughs> there's a list of like foods that they cannot eat, and I every time, even though I've checked the list multiple times, before I give Franklin anything, I go and just look it up just to be on the safe side. Like, blueberries, totally safe. They love it. That's weird. Um, grapes, no. There's cyanide in the skin. Um, My little dachshund growing up, man, bought ate a whole baggie of brownies, and did. I was waiting for him to die. He never did. Like he got chocolate all the time. It, I think it's dark chocolate that like really fucks them like immediately, and like other chocolate just makes them sick or something like that. But it's still not a good idea either way. Ellie's double chocolate brownies, so I mean, 
Um, anyway, but so like we know the rules of like like our pets, right? So it's kind of like um, we we know the rule. We, we were told the rules for the for the Mogwai. The only thing we just weren't told the full extent of the rules, like what happens with breaking these rules. So I feel like it's still like the responsibility. You need to make sure that like and, I mean it's a it's just like a magical creature or whatever, right? So. That's why I think that he's like, it's not for sale because you wouldn't know what the fuck you're doing with it. And sure enough, the, they proved that they didn't know what they're doing with it. They told him, like, hey, don't do these things. And they went and did those things anyway. Mistake or not, the dad shouldn't have gone behind the store owner's back to, to buy this fucking little creature. And she would have saved the town and those people. I mean, that's very true. I, I guess. For me, it just still seemed like he was like preaching to them something like, I don't know. It felt like something at the end of a nature documentary. Like you're not ready for the gifts of nature when I don't know, like it, it's a pet. Yes. They didn't follow the rules. Granted, those rules are kind of easy for accidents to happen. Like, like literally water fell on him. What if it rains? Like, like, I don't know. Well, no, that's the thing though. That's why he's like being responsible if, by knowing, by knowing these are the rules. And again, of course, knowing the consequences, the little boy wanted to make an easy 200 bucks, fucked everything up. So it's the little boy and the dad's fault um but you should to be responsible to know like the rules and the consequences and you must have to like make sure that you i guess navigate these things properly so it's like the same thing like like i know the rules of like driving on the street and i know the consequences if i decide to go into the the other lane right so that, that's, that's the responsibility of having a car, the responsibility of having a, a Mogwai. I made reference to, a, uh, I've compared a Mogwai to a car twice now. This is very cool. Look at me go. Hey, man. There we go. I mean, but I agree with the old man. He's great. You've bumped this movie up to like a whole moral lesson. Like, this is how I'm going to teach my kids responsibility. Hey, you either make your oh. bed in the morning or the whole town's going to die. Yeah, you can do you that. You make your bed or grandmother can match you. That's it. Even at the end of the movie, the guy says, hey, before you call the electrician, turn on all your lights, because you might have gremlins. You might have a gremlin. I don't get why the dad was narrating the story, because he wasn't around for, like, a good <laughs> third of it. He was absent. He didn't so see he's it. Like, so that's the story. Says who? How do you know? You weren't there. Maybe the little kid that sold the thing should have done it. He could have narrated it. I don't know. He wasn't there either. Honestly, no one should have narrated this movie. Is definitely too weird to exist. You you could have done it without narration. That's true. Absolutely, I could have narrated it, and I could have compared it to Cars like twice. One of my favorite parts of the movie actually is um the Snow White, like the fact that they all love Snow White. Even just the behind the scenes of them trying to get the film working, and one guy get it's all cartoony. The the Gremlins are so cartoony when they're not you know being murderous. Go back. Go back and watch that scene again. One of the gremlins is wearing Mickey ears. Yep, I saw that. that's funny. But the fact that's... that they're like messing with the film, uh, the I actually don't know the correct term. The machine in the back that presents the film. I don't. The I don't projector? know the, the projector. Thank you. The um, machine. <laughs> the genie. <laughs> with the Autobot in the back that makes the film go vroom vroom. Yeah. <laughs> And, and one of them just like very classically gets caught up in the in the wheel of it and it's just getting his head banged over and over. One of them even head bangs the film, like just the, the strip of film itself, just to get it to work. I love the zaniness of it. 
I think that's I think what it's, it's supposed to come off that way because it's. I mean, it is a Steven Spielberg thing. He he plays around with that where he has fun with those kind of things. Yeah, very fun. Cubby, could you tell us how to properly do uh, project a movie, project load a movie, project? Not on a film. By the time by the time I was a projectionist, we were pretty much all digital. We had our one of our managers knew how to do it in case we ever had a film come in. So we had two projectors that could switch off from film to digital, but pretty much everything just came on a hard drive. Wow. If, if you were working in a theater, you know, you, you, I think you shared how sometimes movies have had secret code names so people wouldn't know what the actual okay. film case was. What would your code name be for this movie? Mm. When things go shit in the night? Oh, um, good question. I don't know. I don't know what I would make the code name. Mine would be Irresponsible Father. <laughs> Alright, I like that one. There we go. Nah, it could it would have been like... Sounds like a bad mom's title. They, they usually do something where it's like, they might translate it. Uh, Mogwai in Cantonese um, means like devil, demon, or like ghoul. So it could have been cool to call it like, ship it to theirs is just like demon. Okay. Jeez. Hey, hey like, that's because yeah. it's supposed to be a holiday film, man. Yeah, oddly enough, this actually, uh, this actually got released in uh, was it the summer? Summertime. While you're July, looking at yeah. No, no, that was that's when Phoebe Cates. Sorry, I was still looking her up. I mean, oh. <clears throat> hold on. well, uh, well, Nick's looking that up. I do find it funny around the end when uh, Gizmo has one last thing to say to Billy. Like he's gonna say bye. Oh, you can understand him? You just need to listen and you can understand. BS. No, he spoke Cantonese. He spoke Cantonese. He spoke Chinese. Like, that. no, BS. He spoke Mogwai. Well, it was released in June 8th, so take that. Um, but, no, he was talking. The little shit was talking English. He kept saying bright light. And then right. he said, bye, Billy. I don't know why he says, like, you can understand that thing. I feel like through half the movie, he's very chattery. With them, and it's like you can kind of interpret, like, oh, he's saying turn off the light. Oh, he's saying he he asks him, like, do you want some chicken? He's like, no, I'm okay. Like, oh, he doesn't want chicken. He's this little fucker's like, might as well have had a full on conversation with the little dude. It it reminds me of uh, Rise of Skywalker when the when the stormtroopers with the jetpacks they fly now. Yeah, they fly now. Something we've known the whole movie, the whole series, but nah, it's a surprise right at this moment, right at the end. I didn't know they flew actually ever. I never played any of the games or anything. I've never seen any other Star Wars media besides those movies, so I wouldn't know that they flew. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you didn't play Battlefront as a kid? That's I got you. <laughs> Bamboozled. Um, no, so this movie. Um, what else? Is there anything else fun to talk about for this movie? I'm trying to think. I think I brought it up at the beginning, but I, I just want to give one more, like for me, the music, like the little gremlin march, whatever we want to call it, when they're being all mischievous and, well, murdering the town. I love that little, that, that jam they have. I, I honestly was like, I'm going to put it on a Christmas playlist because if this is a Christmas movie, it counts. I, it's that a sounds cool terrifying. It's, a, not, it's, it's kind of like, you could see it on a very... You're evil. Centric. You're evil. Nah. <laughs> I mean, no, like, I, I, th- th- yeah, the music was kind of cool. It was. Besides, one of my favorite Christmas songs in it. Oh, the one at the beginning. 
Yeah, Christmas Baby, that. Please Come yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually Which really fun. Fun fact. The actress in Lethal Weapon, my favorite Christmas movie, uh, who plays Roger's wife, is the, the lady who sings that song. No way. Yeah. That uh, seems like we, we should have watched that instead. I, I suggested that multiple times. I know you did. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what are we going to do next year, guys? Because, I don't know. After watching this one, I was like, oh, man. Christmas that was wasting. One of Nick's faves. I know that. I hate Christmas movies. Hate them. Well, you might like like Lethal Weapon because it's it's enough Christmas to let you know it's like that season, but it's still at its core a good movie. I don't remember enough of Lethal Weapon to be like, oh yeah, Christmas was in it. But well, it opens with Jingle Bell Rock, and he I don't buys a Christmas that at all. None when of that. trying to buy cocaine. None of that make is uh, a memory to me. Oh, so cool. we'll watch it again. As I feel like we've we've pretty well covered Gremlins, but question for you guys, since this is our Christmas episode, have you seen any, whether it's new to the world or new to you, Christmas movie that you really I watched enjoyed? Violet Night. How was it? I liked it. Ten out of ten. I went in with cool. very low expectations. That's David Harbour, right? Yep. Okay, okay. Is it just David Harbour being Santa? Like, like you, it's just like David Harbour? The whole time? Or is it like, oh, this is a character? It's more David Harbour. Okay. Fun. I, Very fun. I saw yeah. a really cool cat, like, in the trailer. I remember seeing, like, it's time to get Kringle or something like that. It seems so cheesy. Wait, what is it? He says, like, it's time to get Kringles or something like that. Because he's Chris Kringle. Time <laughs> to get Kringle. Um, I want to see it. Do you know what studio has it? Cause, I like, think it's available to rent at home now. You can get a blockbuster. Nearest one to you. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what's funny, actually? If it's on Redbox, I could probably go get it. So get this. I went to Walgreens the other day. Shout out Do to Redbox Walgreens. Redbox still exist? That's what I was saying when they gave it to me. So they gave me these two um, like little passes. They go, here's a movie, movie on us. I was like, what? And they gave me these two little slips. And it's like coupon codes for um, um, Redbox. I was like, where the fuck am I gonna find a red box? I mean, they're <laughs> over at every like cracked down uh, Circle K and yeah, shitty Walmart. Um, so I can go find it. But so if it pops up in there, it's good till the end of uh, January. So it else might. It's not out on physical media yet, so it's only you can like buy it through Vudu or rent mm-hmm. it. But it's like twenty dollars to rent it. Yeah, because it's a watch that. at home theater movie. Yeah, I'll wait. Hopefully, it's out on at like physical media by January because it came out in what like late November. I think it was like, yeah, well, man, I think so because it was like right. I uh, saw it opening night. Let me see. This month is flying by. Yeah, I did not realize that. No, it it came out December first. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, maybe it'll be available by then, hopefully. But if not, who cares? If not, um, Redbox promo codes are like the most generic codes ever. You can usually just guess them. It's usually like DVD on us. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Then we talked about some fun stuff there. Um, oh wait, no, you said that. So you saw that Christmas movie, Ethan? Did you see any Christmas-related movies this holiday? Not in theaters, uh, me and me and Kaylee have knocked out a few. Uh... We watched. I never seen Disney made one last year called Noel with um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Uh, that one was actually, you know, 
uh, cute little movie. It had it had a cool. Uh, I like the ending. It, it was a really cool cre- creative movie. Watch the Santa Claus. It is terrible animation. It was cute, but okay. I didn't like um, the movie, but part of it is filmed at the mall I go to all the time. Oh right, right. The um. There's a ridge. Yes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because Anna Kendrick was is she lives here or no. she came you from here? Emma Stone. Her yes. The, um, the brother who's like Santa dies. Like long story short, Santa dies. Anna Kendrick's the daughter of Santa. Her brother's meant to become Santa. She tells him to go on like a weekend vacation and prep for Christmas, like because he has the nerves. And he goes to Arizona, and he totally just escapes for like they don't find him for two weeks. Like two, oh, then she goes to find him. So yeah, right. it's at the mall. Um, it was actually really cool seeing his parts. I was like, oh, I this this looks like you know this looks familiar. This looks like a home. But um, yeah, that one That's was cool. Good. I had to rewatch uh, Jack Frost, which I hadn't seen since a little. Probably had a long time. Since I don't like that movie. <laughs> why? Why don't you like that one, Cubby? <laughs> it's just weird. What? Dad dies, comes back as snowman. What's the hate? It's Michael Keaton. What's comes the back hate? as a snowman? Yeah, like comes back a year snowman. later. He even he even says, "Man, it's hard for him to grasp too." That's like one of the lines. He's like, "I'm having a hard time dealing with this too." Why did I come back as a snowman? I haven't seen that movie since I, I was know. like seven. He's like a literal deadbeat because like he dies and then he doesn't come back to like, "Hey, yeah, time like, to get back to the there. bills. Time to take care of my kid." Nope, he just is playing out in the snow and it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I, I think last time that. I watched that movie, I also watched Jingle All the Way. That oh, one is. Oh, why didn't we watch that one? I love that movie. We could have watched Jingle Double Man. The Double uh, Man. No, not the second. Ew. I don't acknowledge that there's a sequel. There's a second? There's a second. Yeah. Watch it. With, With Larry the Cable Guy. Don't watch it. Really? Don't Bro. watch it. Never first, watch that. First one's really fun. It's Double Man. I'm trying to Dude, think what other like Christmas movies I watched. Movie. I just watched one the other day. No, oh, it's called The Family Stone. It's okay. Oh, seriously, you want to watch that one. So that's a plus. Last year, we yeah. watched Netflix's uh, Claus. Klaus? I don't, I don't really know how they pronounce the title. It's just K-L-A-U-S. Claus with um, a K? Yeah, Claus with a K. I, I, yeah. It, it's, um, it's really good, actually. Like We're going to rewatch it. It actually immediately became one of our holiday faves. It, I think it got, got some awards for its animation. It's all hand-drawn, and it's actually a fantastic little movie. Really? Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out then, because I don't like most Netflix uh, kind of original content. No, that one, uh, that one got an award for its animation. I, I, I think it was up for like Best Animated Film. I don't know if it won or not, but it was a good little movie. I, I liked it. Original story, you know, it was cool. You know what you guys should definitely watch? Um, especially Kaylee. She'll love it. Um, Krampus. Krampus? 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 Yeah. Krampus. yeah. Did you, did you, have you guys seen that yet? Yeah. It came out a few couple years ago. Actually, several years ago. What's Krampus? It, that sounds friendly. It is awesome. Krampus. The film. 2015 it came out. This movie is probably one of the best holiday movies. Very fun. Very family-oriented. Um, it's on Peacock right now. You guys can go watch it. Make sure the kids are there with you, grandparents, hell, whoever you want, everybody you love. Bring the neighbors over. Bring them all over. Uh, turn the lights off. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to get in the mood for this one. It's uh, yeah, grab a blanket, grab some hot cocoa. It's beautiful. Um, Adam Scott is in there from. Um, remember, he was the brother on Set Brothers, the Dick. 
<laughs> and then Tony he was Collette also, uh, is in there too. Parks and Parks and Recreation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. And then um, David is that Kochner? Kochner? Oh, that um, guy. He's yeah, in everything. Uh, Todd, Todd Packer. Packer. Yeah, from The Office. Um, great movie. He, he it's family friendly. I love it. Anywhere. I love it. It's great. Um, definitely give it a whirl. What? Okay, so those are our Christmas movies. I didn't really watch anything Christmas related besides like Home Alone two and. Have you seen Nick? Question: Home Alone one or Home Alone two? One. Have you seen one? Absolutely. Any other past one and two, Nick? Have you watched like all the way? I've seen. No. Same thing. I don't acknowledge. Um, I've seen three. um, Three's not that bad. Whole different kid with whole different robbers, and there's a microchip with a head subplot or something, and like he gets chicken pox. I don't know. It sucked. Um, I think they only get worse. Yeah, I can I, I imagine that. Um, looks stupid, so I never want to go into that again. Only one and two are the only ones I acknowledge, but one is definitely top tier. I think I like some of the pranks. I think, Cubby, we talked about this too. I think the, the pranks uh, for, for two are some of the, some really good ones too, but overall, number one is like my favorite. I always uh, like, probably like my top I love Tim Curry in it. Um, it's, he, he's an easy sell for me. And uh, the pranks in those, I mean, the lighting his head on fire, he sticks his head in the toilet. I just remember loving those more. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I said, he's definitely got a lot of good ones. Like they really, they really upped the ante on that one. Um, if that else? kid murders those poor burglars all over again. Literal homicide on those guys, dude. When he throws the bricks, oh and he just clocks like, this is like attempted murder. Or Marv in the face, dude. So they, so real quick, they had um, a physician. Somebody had a physician actually like review this, like watch the movie, and like say like how bad like the uh, the traps and everything were he said well step like from the first one where it throws the brick at at worst death at best brain severe brain damage like his brain <laughs> is caved in at that point basically and yeah, it, it, it already was from through. the paint cans in the first one that's crazy. oh my yeah. gosh the paint can. um that's, that's no, so that, man. yeah those are those are like my favorite i think home alone grinch and then elf are probably like my like in that which, order too. Which which Grinch? Like the original cartoon, or are you talking Jim Carrey? I don't like the cartoon. Okay. Um, what about Jim the Carrey. Benedict Cumberbatch cartoon? Came out. Like I've never seen it. it. Don't care to see it. I I mean, I was thinking, I was like, we could watch that one for the show for the pod. Um, because I'd never seen it, but uh, I had no okay desire. I, I like just, the cartoon. I just watched it like two days ago with Kaylee. Was it any good? Did you like it? It. it it's um, the animation is awesome. Animation is great. Uh, it, you know, despic- if you like Despicable Me and all that, like that animation style, yeah, it's great. Um, there's not, there's there's not enough to it to make. It's not funny enough to top or even come close to Jim Carrey's, and it's not classical enough to beat the cartoon. Like I do like the cartoon, you know, childhood kind of memory. It, it's kind of the right in the middle of mediocre, for in my opinion. Yeah, I don't like any of the uh, DreamWorks. Well, that's not DreamWorks. That's Illumination. Um, I don't really care for any of their animations. And then, um, fucking the Lorax really like soured me on all on all like the Doctor Seuss stuff. Like I didn't watch Four Years or I know, I know my sister liked Lorax. The Lorax and Gizmo would be like best friends. The whole nature talk in there, man. They're just lecturing people the whole time. They'd be best friends. I don't know, if, but Gizmo wasn't lecturing anybody. Maybe maybe Lorax and the old man. Lorax and the old man. You're right. They'd be, they'd be home. Yeah, if, if, if the Lorax was in the little box. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that'd be fun. He'd be like, did you chop down this tree? Um, but that's fun. 
There's three um, rules. I think rule number one, don't cut trees. Rule number two, remember rule number one. Rule number three, don't forget rule number two. There we go. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. My dang headset popped out. Crazy. Dang. Um, very fun. So that was Christmas stuff, right? We we good on Christmas? Yeah. Are we good with this lovey dovey nonsense Christmas yeah. stuff? So 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 Christmas movie. Okay, movie overall. Final thoughts. Terrifying. Still terrifying to this day. Don't want to come back to this. See this. A lot of times when we come back as an adult, I don't know how my parents let me watch this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know how any child was allowed to see this. I um, watched this when I was like seven. In the eighties, taking your like five year old to go watch this. Oh, it looks like a Christmas movie with some silly monsters. Yeah, they should be fine. I'd be pissed. Nightmare fuel. Um, cool. Well, that's our Do you guys thought? want to talk about some other things? Oh, I guess not then. Oh no, that's our thoughts on Gremlins. I was that's our thoughts that on segment. Gremlins. Gremlins is over, guys. Don't be afraid. You can come out now. We need to talk about a couple things really quick, though. Some big things are happening. Not with us. Just with the world. Not really with the world. With, um... The movie world. I don't know. Movie world, I guess. Not really the movie world. More like... I don't know. The, the, the hierarchy... The power hierarchy of the DCEU has shifted. Oh, What's going on in the world right now, guys? The balance of power has shifted. Yeah. What's happening with the balance of power? What's happening with the power? What? Go. Black Adam's out. Woo! Oh, God. He will not be returning. He will not be returning. Henry Cavill is also out. Bummer. Sad. Um, but, but sure. Expected. No. Yeah. No, I'm so, sad about that, man. I, I, I'm uh, sad, too. Snyderverse is dead, and we will bury that thing. I will spit on the grave of the Snyderverse. Um, I you think... Know, so, so James Gunn... What'd you say? I just want to say, Snyderverse... So James Gunn has gone on saying that Elseworld projects, such as Batman and Joker, will come back. And people have thrown out the idea, why can't the Snyderverse be an Elseworld project? It's not going to be an Elseworld project. Yes, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Um, because James Gunn wants to re- like start everything fresh with the things that... Basically, A new what connected. didn't work... Yeah, connected. what didn't work was the whole connection of that Snyderverse thing. So he's wiping that slate clean and going to kickstart it off from, from scratch. But the Batman and the Joker, being that those were completely separate entities from the DCEU, they were working just fine. He's leaving those ones alone. And I don't know what's going to happen, though, with the rest of the stuff. Because so like Aquaman 2 is technically still set in this um, DCEU. Uh, Blue Beetle. Is that done? I th- I'm pretty sure it's done. I, I think there's probably it's, an uh, and post-production. They're trying to separate themselves from the Amber Heard crap because oh, she's yeah. worldwide hated. So I, I bet you it's been done. They just, you know, because they, they stopped all the advertising. It Same thing for The Flash. Like The Flash, I think, is done, or at least mostly done. But then the, Flash is two, the, Flash is, the Flash has been done, too, for probably like two, two years. years. And then they've just been having to keep doing reshoots and everything. Because all this nonsense, from all the all the stuff on the news, they they don't want the bad publicity. Well, that I mean, it's yeah, already it, like it's not they're that, fucked. I, I, they're Good. still Good. running with it as long as he gives a public apology. In their eyes, they view it as okay. It's absolutely not okay. But they should have totally they want that put money. a plug on this. Yeah, they, but yeah, exactly. So they put in too much money and all this shit to let it go. But I think what they're they're doing is because of everything that's happened and like the DC shuffling around and everything, I think a lot of like the, uh, 
the reshoots and rewrites and everything is happening. Like the, the, the one of the good reasons, one of the good things that to come out of them delaying it for so long is now they can go in there and like shift things around to where it actually plays a part in this whole reboot. Cause I would imagine that this flashpoint thing is going to just reset the DC, uh, DC universe. And it's just going to like kickstart from scratch. I, can see I feel it. like their work. I feel like now that this, they got these other players um, in the uh, in the power chair, they're going to use this movie because it's a perfect opportunity to go in and spin things around to be what they would like it to be going forward. We know release dates. Is Blue Beetle coming out or Flash first? Release dates don't mean much of anything because Flash well, got pushed like six times. Aquaman well, I, I'm just wondering specifically because Blue Beetle's a DC EU film. So do they reset it and then Blue Beetle comes out? I as, hope. like, the new film since the reset? I, I don't know. I, I, that has not already appeared. So, so like, as an example, even Zachary Levi, he's come out, like, people said, oh, if Henry Cavill's out, you you must be out. Like, this was during some sort not of interview. You. He, he literally said, yeah, I'm, no, I'm Gucci. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. And so he's, like, and I, I could see that working out in his favor because he... I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong in the portrayal. I mean, he his movie was. He's a great smart. Shazam. He's a great Shazam. Oh my god, he's so old looking now. But Shazam can look old. The kid. That's the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. But like, I mean, Shazam as the actor going from the and everybody looks so old. The fucking kids look like they're thirty. Like Zachary Levi from Shazam One, which came out in what twenty seventeen, to Shazam Wait, now twenty seventeen. I believe so. Don't quote no, me. No, I think it was I like 2019. To... It was like right before. No, no, no. It wasn't 2019. Wait, it was 2019. It was we'll 2019. Was it? Yes. This right here is why I don't judge when like James Cameron wants to do all the avatars back to back. Like he's already done filming Avatar 3 and they're just going to keep going as long as they're successful because then at least the – because now they're adding kid actors and so on and so forth. So then at least the actors will not look too much older as they keep going. I mean, Lord of the Rings did the same thing for their trilogy. Well, so I just wish that, like, and this is one of the reasons why I'm like just not pumped for Guardians either, is because there's so much time in between. And understandably, like, James Gunn got fired, COVID, he's brought back, he finished his his Guardians trilogy, but like the Zachary uh, uh, Shazam movie too. Like, there's been such a, it feels like such a huge time window has already passed that i don't even care about shazam he looks so old now but that time window wasn't due to like studio making other movies it was literally like shazam covid shazam 2 like it's i think it it was a long time ago but that's because of covid i think what nick's saying is even if that's the case like he gets that Maybe I'm wrong, Nick, but like I get, I get what you're saying is like you get like there's there's these delays for whatever reason, COVID, whatever. It still doesn't help the movie be effective. To me, yeah, exactly right, Ethan. To me, it doesn't help. It doesn't make me want to come see this. Um, he looks terrible. Um, the movie doesn't look like because the first one just felt like a very like safe, lame. I, we watched this movie, and the only reason why I went to go see it is because we got free tickets uh, from work, so I wouldn't have seen it in theaters if i didn't get tickets um i it's just not an appealing movie and then watching it i was like yep could have waited for this i, I didn't need to see this at all um and i feel I like watching it. the trailer for this one. 
I, I it was enjoyed fun, it also. I don't, I don't think it was bad. It's one of the best of the DC movies. That's for sure. Like the DCEU movies, for sure. Uh, but I just, it's just not, it just wasn't enough to like make me like, oh man, I'm super pumped for the next one. And then uh, the next one takes four years. Four? Yeah, four years to come out. It's like, it, it, it's just, it, does, it doesn't continue the momentum for me. And obviously, yeah, COVID was a two-year chunk because of it and everything. But like with, with, I mean, granted, hopefully everything stays fine in the world right now. But I want to see like movies and like they set up a sequel. Like, oh shit, something's going to happen like on the next one. I want to see a payoff fairly quickly, maybe like two years later or something like that. Like start working on it, especially now. Like I feel like Marvel has gotten to a point where they're so big that they can just like they know the next project's greenlit, they are ready to go for it. I'm just waiting for like um, stuff to just come off the pipeline, just ready to go. I mean, that is Marvel. Gaps are expect, expect, expected though. Captain America was three years. So was. Man. Sorry, keep going. I, I was just saying, like the problem with that using Marvel as an example is now we get to. One, there's the issue of and the next movie is just to advertise the next character, the next story, the next movie. Like the next, the next, the next, there's always the next rather than focusing on the there right now, which mm. Shazam did pretty good. Like here's the there right now. Here's an end credit that joked about Superman showing up. And I think, I think Kevin showed up in the costume, but it never showed his face, which is one it of the reasons. It was a body double. It was a body. Okay. It wasn't. Ka- okay. Well, either way, it was it was Cavill's costume, but like, oh well, like that's that's easy to kind of retcon, whatever. You got whatever. That's one of the reasons like Shazam never showed up in the Snyderverse technically, so he could continue. Like they they don't have to fire him. Like nothing of the, his movies impact what they would want to go forward doing. Literally, Shazam could say his own thing. They could make him else, but they could entangle him into that universe. They didn't well, even I mean, he was technically tangled in that universe. Like, they, the little boy, um, I don't know what the fuck it, Freddy, he had, like, a battering that was from, like, Batman v Superman. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. He was definitely tangled in the universe. He, his movie worked where the other DC movies didn't. And, I, again, I think Snyder, or not Snyder, uh, Gunn is keeping the things that are working. Like, Jason Momoa does a really good job. He's like, let me shift you around and I th- we're pretty confident he's going to play Lobo. So I think he's shifting people and shifting um, like things around, but not ultimately like erasing everything. So, I mean, we are getting the Shazam too, but I don't know. It just seems like it's been too long that I just don't even care anymore. So I, in, in, that's ultimately the big problem. We have movies set to come out set in this old universe that we have no reason to care about anymore. It's gonna That's hurt a big them. chunk, yeah. It's going like, to hurt them. Absolutely. I think anything that's pertaining to... Well, actually, Flash might be the only one that does really well just because we are now... Like I said, I think a lot of people are theorizing that that Flashpoint movie is going to set up the new DC, so we kind of want to see that. But yeah, the Shazam 2, it almost feels like it would have nothing... Like, there's nothing after after this, like... You know, it, it's it's all getting erased. I'm into it. Afterwards. I was gonna be there opening night. Yeah, I'm not going with you. You're a fan. Hey, that, um, that's like that, and that's one of the joys of the superheroes. Like, and it's something that uh, 
Cub, you were, I think, sharing some passion about this, like talking about how, so one thing Gunn's been doing as he's stepped into this role more publicly, like he's interacting a lot with fans on Twitter. He's been talking about how they're setting up like a 10-year plan. And like with superheroes, one, one thing I think we can all agree is it's cool that there's such a variety, especially now, that you can choose, oh, I like this character. I don't really, it's like when you buy a comic, like, oh, I like Green Arrow. I'm not the biggest fan of Green Lantern. It doesn't matter. Like you pick what you like. Um, but especially now that Gunn's alluded to, he's going to be getting more into the Golden Age characters. Like, Cub, do you want to talk about like the what alluded to that from Twitter? So you, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily the Golden Age characters. I think it's more, as we've seen with Guardians, he tells a more light, light-hearted story, which is something that just the Snyderverse is like mm-hmm. Batman straight up kills, breaks his rule. Everything's mm-hmm. filmed li- literally visually dark. Um, mm-hmm. Like DC is very colorful, like bombastic, you know, very o- very over the top with its color scheme. So I think that's kind of kind of what he's leaning into, kind of embracing that lighthearted. Like you could still get serious, but with that lighthearted overall vibe. I think right. Gunn, yeah, has a really good solid direction of like making things very like like you said, kind of like lighthearted. Almost like teetering into like the Taika Waititi land, but also like maintaining like a grounded um, vibe to it. To where like like I, I love the first Guardians because he does tell a really like fun story while also like like exploring this quote unquote family of like how they're so weird, goofy, and so like different, and they don't get along, but then they come together to become a family at the end of it. And you see that growth journey throughout the entire movie. You can really tell that's what's going on. So I think with with Gunn's direction, knowing, of course, you know, how this all is supposed to play out, given that he was a big hand in, like, the like the MCU, I'm very confident that he's going to be able to, like, set up a lot of, like, really solid things that will lead into, like, good team-up movies, like, getting a full Justice League, or, like, a solid one, or, like, even getting, like, some wacky characters, like when he did The Suicide Squad, um, getting some characters that don't normally see the light of day, um, and just being able to kind of play with those ideas and making them like something favorites. One of the best TV shows of this year is Peacemaker. And that's all James Gunn. That's what you guys say. Very lighthearted, zany, but it still has that serious. um, It's depressing. There's parts where it's super depressing. And and to piggyback on what you guys were saying, like, like even with Guardians of the Galaxy, he is handling some of the most depressing characters that we've seen yet. I would, I would personally say like, if you take each of them, like, Drax's whole family was murdered, murdered. Gamora raised by pretty much space Hitler. Like each one of them has a terrible rock, rocket was like, Groot's like maybe the only one. Cause we don't know really his backstory, but rocket, like t- taken away from his animal, you know, family and all that. And then like torn to pieces and put back together. He even mentions it in the first movie, depressing characters with their own little demons, but he's still able to make, keep it fun, keep it lighthearted, let it get serious when it needs to. And never like, I don't know, for me, it's never more quirky than what would be realistic maybe for these characters. It's still cartoony at parts, I guess, but he did the same thing for Suicide Squad. Really depressing characters. Like Polka Dot Man's backstory, which the story is depressing, like terrifyingly depressing, but he makes the characters fun. And Peacemaker, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. Um, finish, finish. 
Well, Pe- Peacemaker, the show, um, one, Cubs 100%, right? The show's amazing. But it's like, there, there's a part I remember, like, it, it emotionally hurt, like, hurt to watch. And John Cena's, like, dancing to an old rock and roll song, but he's, like, remembering, not to, I'm not going to spoil anything, he's just remembering the trauma that kind of created Peacemaker. And it's creating this uh, dilemma, this moral dilemma that he faces through the show. Mm-hmm. So it's um he he's guns just really good at that of of using those dark characters because even superman batman superman's whole planet dies he's the last person he's lonely batman's parents get shot right in front of him dark characters but i agree with cub that you know snyderverse i i am a Zack snyder fan but it is really dark there's those moments of hope and light but it would be nice to be like the there is in my opinion the only hope was for me when i was hoping it would end sooner well, the light of the credits. Well, at the yeah. end of the credits. <laughs> yeah. When the end credits rolled, that white, bright text contrasted with the all-black background. Yeah, <laughs> I still think Suicide Squad was the best thing ever. David Ayer's a genius. But Guns, Guns even come out saying, like, the Justice League animated series. Uh, the Justice Fantastic. League Unlimited, Young Justice. Like, those are kind of part of his inspiration. Those were really good at here's a story that can be serious enough for an adult to enjoy with the character, but fun enough for a kid to enjoy. Yeah. And I'm excited that he's going to, you know, like kind of lean into stuff like that. It'd be fun. So my final thoughts, just wrapping up, I think we're like three to four years out on the first of this new universe. Mm -hmm. I think the key is do these Elseworlds stories, the Batman, probably my favorite movie of the year. So it's mm-hmm. just like like keep it like that. The Batman, the standalone mm-hmm. Joker movie. That's getting a sequel. With Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Phenomenal. I'm not pumped about that, but we'll see. I'm sure she's going to be great. I, I wasn't pumped about freaking um, Walking Phoenix. No, um, did, did you like ended it? Up being amazing. Did you like, like what? Even though you weren't, uh, I think what Cub was asking, even though you're not, you weren't all for Joaquin, were you happy with the Oh episode? my God. Yeah, fucking amazing. I loved it. Um, sorry. Yeah, I totally loved it. So I, like I said, I imagine that Lady Gaga um, is going to do great. She, I think she got awards or whatever. She got high praise for that one that she did with um, fucking Bradley what's his Cooper. name, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, she's. I'm sure she's gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. I just like seeing that. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm okay with this one. But I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for when it when it comes out, and then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll, I loved it the entire time. Um, <laughs> but. No, I, I think you're right. Kind of like having these elsewhere so- stories is kind of cool. I, what I want, I think, from this DCU is for the first couple years, if there's going to be any connection to each other, I want it to be very minimal. Like, very minimal. Like, where it's like little Easter eggs of like, like, like if we do a Superman movie first or whatever, and they, they mention Gotham. They don't, we don't see yes. Batman. We don't see, like, oh, um, like, oh, are you going to write that story about um, Bruce Wayne donating to the hospital or something like that? Like, little thing like that. Just Literally, like, oh, this. That's, I don't want to see Batman in with, I don't want to see them mix with each other yet. I want that to build. You do a standalone Superman movie, standalone Batman movie. You have, like, like you said, Nick, Superman talk about like Gotham or events going on in mm-hmm. Gotham. Same thing with the Batman events going on in Metropolis. You talk about Superman side sightings, whatever. Yeah. But you don't have them meet 
tell the team up. Yeah, do what you did with like, like um, Marvel Phase One. You know, let each of these characters breathe, get them their own story and everything. Don't throw them all in together at once, and then try to balance all the stories at once. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm hopeful. Do you think they're gonna just? Sorry, final thoughts. Do you think they're gonna jump in with a Batman, a Superman, or are they gonna go obscure because it's Jane, well, James Gunn? Gunn's already said that, like, so with with um, declining Henry Cavill, like telling him he's not coming back. Um, he did, you know, he did mention maybe there's future projects. Like, this is what Cavill posted in a statement that him and Gunn talked. He's not coming back as Superman. Which, oh yeah, I mean, that's a given. Do you think it's gonna be a new Superman though, out of the gate? Or are no, they going to no. wait? That, that's what I'm saying. Gunn said to Cavill, they are going to set up a new Superman. And I think Gunn released it too. He's going to focus on a younger Superman. That's why he doesn't want to do Cavill. He's already like, writing. Script. He tweeted that it was a, like somebody had mentioned like Superman. And so he like responded to their tweet like saying like Superman's a priority. So I, I imagine okay. like, Superman's probably Superman's one of the first That's ones. the question. Yeah. It's going to be a I younger Clark Kent the, working at the Daily Planet. That's that's the reason he won't do Cavill. He wants to start a young Superman before the Justice League, before even maybe Lois, like maybe he knows Lois, but before that relationship, it's just a young Clark Kent trying to make his way in Metropolis. I want a Booster Gold before Superman. Ooh, my man. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Don't out there. He's way too old. He's Ooh, not a young Superman by any means, but let the Smallville actor wear the cape. Wear the cape. No way. Get out of here. He had his chance on the Arrowverse crossover thing. Yeah, and he's just depowered. Yeah. Literally, yeah. he's human. Let's get Nicolas Cage as Superman. How about that? No. Yes! Let's see it. <laughs> I don't know why, like, in that, like, Arrowverse one. Because I didn't see that episode, but I, I saw a bunch of, like, the stuff online about it. They should have brought Nick Cage in there, but I guess he might have just been too high, too high, high power or star power. I with Pedro Pascal, man. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, well, you didn't see the movie. That was no. I, I still didn't see it. No. Yeah, uh, go with Nick. I told you I was invited to a preview screening. I went. And then you you lied about it for for decades. I didn't lie didn't, about it. You were, you said you were sworn to secrecy or some dumb shit. I told you I'd go see, I'd go see it again. And that one, I was not sworn to secrecy. I saw it like a week early. The so one I was going to talk about was Jurassic World. That's, Jurassic World. That's since it came out. That's right. I still have not seen Jurassic World, and I don't You're not it. missing anything. Yeah. Gonna, Ethan gonna apparently it. loves it. I, the last one, I, I have criticisms. Uh, I'm going to watch the extended version, see if that's any oh, better. God. but. Personally, if you have to release an extended version, why why not? James Cameron just did like a three hour plus movie. You you can release the full movie. Don't 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 get this get this. James said that there's an extended cut of um. I think it's either the last one or this new one. I think it's this new one, and it's nine hours long. No no no. Someone needs to just like rain James Cameron in the third. What did you say, Ethan? A third movie he's filming now like they're already actually done filming but so like like i said they're, they're just continuing filming because they don't want the actors to get too old for their parts because they're following now the family so they're already done with the filming for the third movie and the dry cut like what it is right now nine hours long jesus they're the, the actors are already reading the script for the fifth movie 
I mean, I, I personally, I appreciate the commitment. He wrote a whole entire like book backstory about Jake Soley, like the, the main character, uh, just for the actor to read. It's never going to get published. Never going to even mention the movie. It's just so he, the character has a full written history for them to follow. I love that. But sorry, we're not talking Avatar. No, we're talking Gremlins. So, um, my favorite scene in Gremlins. <laughs> Black Adam punched him in the sky. We ended Gremlins. We were talking DC. Just real Dude. quick. Just final note. It makes me happy. Just because I don't like these movies. Avatar yeah. 2 is bombing. What? I, I, I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be... I don't want it either, but it's like, I don't want six Avatar, Avatar sequels. That's true. I don't know if I. The first one was fine. I don't know if I care enough to have the, that. The sequel's not necessary. Not necessary. This, I'll watch the second one and then I'll determine if I need more. If I need more Avatar, blue cat people. When are we gonna go see it? Avatar Two has raised over two billion dollars at the box office and was Cameron's second movie to do so after the Titanic movie. It Avatar, not Avatar yeah. Two. Avatar, Avatar Two did not make two billion dollars. In, Avatar in 2 made like 45 bucks the, at least. The highest grossing movie of all time, Endgame, took months to reach 2 billion. Yeah, his goal was to get way up there like right off release. Ethan, what did you say that it's it's sitting at right now? Okay, okay. All right, you're right. Avatar, Avatar 2, so you have to use the actual to Avatar the Way of Water. It's crossing 550 million in global ticket sales. He needed to make two was it like uh how two billion. Two billion to break even right off the yeah. jump. Between marketing, production mm-hmm. cost. It does have. A, it does say like the three hundred and fifty million budgeted film has a ways to go to break even. So it has not broke even. We'll see how it does. I still have faith. I want to go see it just because it's one of those movies. I feel like it, it's it has to be experienced in theaters. Um, and of course, if he keeps going with this mad madman shit and um, is becoming like a villain and makes us watch six to nine of these movies, I'll kill him myself. See, just out of spite, I'm gonna wait for home video. No, you're not. Yeah. You're coming with me. <laughs> you know something to to tie in with James Cameron, but tie back to DC. Something that Cameron and James Gunn both do that I appreciate that gives me some like as a Zack Snyder fan, I do have to give some faith to Gunn because something he even has with like Guardians. He has his three movies. Sure, the Guardians have shown up on other stuff, but he had his trilogy in mind and he said, nope, after that, I'm done. I'm, I'm exiting. He, both of those directors, I feel like, are good at the fact there's a beginning and an end. For Cameron, that, be- that end, you know, it's, it's down the road a ways. It's a long-ass, long-ass road. But for Gunn, like, he even said, I have a ten- we're setting up a 10-year plan. I like that. I like that his movies, there's always, for a good story, in my opinion, there has to be an end. And Gunn's really good at finding a good, like his Suicide Squad movie is a self-contained story. And so if he didn't ever come back to do another one, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it was really well done for all the characters. Agreed. Well, He's a real director. To counter Not like Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, to counter your point, he is done with um, Guardians because he's now in charge of DC. And I feel like I feel like if that whole shit where he didn't get fired didn't happen, then he'd probably be on for maybe a little bit more. He, but I see he, what you're saying. He he was set to kill them. Well, we don't know who he's killing off, but he he um he said his oh. team was done with the third movie. Like I, I think it was after he came back. So you might be right. Maybe it was after he got fired and then rehired. But like for years, he's been saying like this is the end of the Guardians team he set up. This is the end of that story. Like the Guardians team 
with Star Lord, Gamora, all them, they're gone. Like they might Marvel might decide to do more Guardians with a whole new team, like how they have oh, with Avengers. Sure. That's up yeah. to them. But the Guardians as we know them now will never be the same. Who do you think's dying? I think Drax and Rocket. They're setting up Rocket to have this cute little otter girlfriend and showing us a lot of his backstory to make us like really care about him. And they're gonna kill him off. That's how they do it in movies and TV shows. They set you up to make you really feel mm-hmm. something so that way that when they cut him at the end of it, you're like, oh my heart. And then, that's what they did with the Andu. Drax is gonna die. He's gonna get that hero's death and Heck go yeah. go see his family. Yes, yeah. He's gonna sacrifice himself for his new family, but in so he's gonna go back to his family. I 100% agree. Drax is gonna he's, die because they have a He's gonna say it too. Bang. Yeah, Batista hates this shit now. He's, he's done with it. But, Batista doesn't hate it. Batista only wants to work with James Gunn. Yep. He's he, he's done when Gunn's done, but I don't want them to kill Rocket. Rocket's my comfort character. Like I like Rocket. Like he's fun, man. We'll get you. For a twist, the whole team's good there. No. Going out saving. Bullish Suicide Squad. Oh, pretty much. That's dark, man. Hey, All right, guys. Any other final thought? Anything else? I nope. think the Weasel from Suicide Squad. I think that's gonna be the head of DC. I think he's gonna be the head of the hierarchy. Well, yeah, you know what's dead. This episode. <laughs> this episode. We are just we milking this. Um, but we're out, guys. Have a happy holidays and whatever else. Um, and we'll be back for another movie later on. We'll be back in, in the new uh, year. Are we going to do the new year? Do you guys want to do a new year one? No, I mean, we'll be back in 2023. I know, but I'm saying, do you want to do one re- like before that? Like, you worst heard? movies of 2022. Yeah. You, you are listening. Yeah, never do the worst and best list, but... Yeah. We'll end it. We'll discuss this. You guys don't need to hear this. No, you guys need to hear this. <laughs> this is the behind-the-scenes footage you guys stay for. This is the post-credit scene right here. Um, yeah, we're gonna end it right here. You'll, you maybe you get us twenty-two. Maybe you get one more for twenty-two. Maybe you get nothing, and we come back at twenty-three. Either way, we'll see you guys later. Bye.